all the single people, all the single people, what do you need to survive in your state? I'm going to tell you. Also, we're going to be talking about Joe the Plumber is Dead. And Matt Seiden, a drug expert on rehabilitation, will be here with us to talk about when you have a friend on drugs. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Corel Cast. I am Corel. Happy Wednesday to you all, except of those on the Gulf Coast of Florida. You're facing the wrath of Adelia today. Of course, that is God's retribution for your racism and your homophobia. He is going to wipe your state clean and cleanse it of all the evil of Ron DeSantis. Do you see how ridiculous that sounds? I mean, you know, because they always say a hurricane's, you know, oh, the tropical storm Hillary that struck Los Angeles was because, you know, of gays or this or that. See how ridiculous it sounds? Idalia striking Florida because of homophobia and racism. Yeah, and their trans stance and their, sta- their stance on blacks. No, it's striking Florida because Florida just sticks out of the country right there in between the Gulf and the Atlantic and is bound to get swept by storms. I hope no one is injured today there in Florida. You know, please be safe. I have friends in Orlando, David and Toby, uh, and they are going to get two to four inches of rain. I told them to be safe. All right. There is a new report out about what it costs for a single worker, a single person, uh, to live in each of the 50 states. How much money do you leave, live, Sorry, do you need to do the 50, 30, 20? 50% for household expenses, 30% discretionary funding. That's things like food, uh, cell phones, insurances, all that. And then 20% for savings. So how much do you actually need? Uh, and by the way, when I saw the figures that they used, the rents were way low. The rents were like rents you can't really get anywhere. So I say you need even more than this, but this is what the latest report is out. You probably saw this report uh, yesterday, Tuesday, when it came out. But of course, we're talking about it today, Wednesday. So remember that the national average, okay, for a worker is $57,000. That's how much an average worker in America makes today, $57,000. Now, that is not a minimum wage worker, obviously. They make about 30 or less. Uh, but that's for a mid-range worker, 57500 So given that, before I even read you all these numbers, the average worker cannot afford to live in 21 of the 50 states. Just period. I'll just let that out of the bag right there. Uh, 21 of the 50 states the average worker cannot afford to live in. Uh, how do you want to do this? We're gonna, I'm just going to read you the numbers. Uh, you know, you can find these online. I'll post them on social media at Really Carell on Threads and Really Carell on Instagram. Uh, please follow me there. And of course, YouTube, you must like and subscribe, youtube.com forward slash Really Carell. I'm getting a lot of new followers on Instagram. Thank you for that. Uh, also, I just have to start the show. We are number 109 in Canada today. Number 109 in Canada. We're number 108 in Russia, <laughs> which Sarah Palin still can't see from her house. I don't even understand that. I really don't. But we're one, number 108 in Russia, 109 in Canada, 134 in the Netherlands. Hello, Netherlands. Hello, Canada. Hello, Russia. Uh, number 242 in the United States. Hello, all of my friends in the United States. The Corel cast is ranking in the 0.001% 
of all podcasts in the world because there's 4.1 million podcasts available. And out of the 4.1 million available, we are in the top 200 in almost every English-speaking country. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We ain't making money, just so you know. Uh, just my patrons, patreon.com forward slash really Carell. We're making about 700 bucks a month. But you know what? The fact that you're listening, that you're out there, that you're responding. Hey, if I could just get you to watch the videos on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash really Carell, like and subscribe, that would really help getting the show's numbers up. So for those of you that listen audio, I thank you, but go watch on YouTube youtube.com forward slash really Carell. All right. This is for the United States. This is how much it costs. For those of you in other countries, your, your mouth is going to fall open <laughs> as the federal government today announces it's going to negotiate 10 drug prices with drug companies because their Medicare is throwing billions of dollars away. Uh, and the 10 drugs are for, dr for things that you don't even need to take drugs for. Diabetes, you can solve through diet. Uh, all kinds of things, but whatever, you know, they're good for them for saving money. All right. You want to start at the bottom, work your way up to the top. Who knew I was a top? I am a top uh, in the top 200 uh, in many countries. Now let's start at the top. Let's, let's just get right to the most expensive state for a, how much a single worker. Okay. This is how much a single worker would need to survive in these states. This is the math of America. This is not to be rich. This is not to drive, you know, a Porsche and have two vacation homes. This is just to get by. So how much do you need to get by if you are a single worker in the United States in various states? Number one, Hawaii. $112,000 a year is what you need to make to live there. $112,000 a year. Uh, Massachusetts, $87,900. $87,900. California, $80,000. New York, 73.2. That's not Manhattan, by the way. That's just an average for the whole state of New York. So 112,000 for Hawaii, 87.9 for Massachusetts, 80,000 for California, 73.2 uh, for New York, 73,200. Alaska, 71,500. Very expensive up there. Maryland, 67,900. Vermont, 65.9. Oregon, 65.7. Washington, 65.6. New Jersey, 64.4. Connecticut, 63. New Hampshire, 62.9. Maine, 60,000. Arizona, 60,000. Rhode Island, 59.9. Colorado, 59.2. Idaho, 58.6. Nevada, 58.5. Uh, right here in my state where I live, 58,500. Virginia, 57,200. Now, those are all the states that are above what an average worker actually makes. So if you are an average worker in Hawaii, Massachusetts, California, New York, Alaska, Maryland, Vermont, Oregon, Washington, New Jersey, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Maine, Arizona, Rhode Island, Colorado, Idaho, Nevada, or Virginia, you're not making enough to get by to even live in your state. All right, now let's go on from there. Florida, 57,000 a year. Montana, 57, 56. Delaware, 56,500. Utah, 55.2. Pennsylvania, 53.8. North Carolina, 53.5. Wisconsin, 53.1. North Dakota, 52.6. South Carolina, 52.2. South Dakota, 52. Minnesota, 51.6. 51,600. 
New Mexico, 51.2. Texas, 50,400. That's how much you have to make to live in Texas. Ohio, 50,100. Louisiana, 50,087. Michigan, 50,049. Indiana breaks the 50,000 mark down to 49,800. Wyoming, 49,600. Illinois, 49,300. Georgia, 49. Nebraska, 49. Tennessee, 48.7. To live in Podunk, Tennessee, 48,700. Iowa, 48.5. Missouri, 47.7. West Virginia, 47.7. Kansas, 47,300. Kentucky, 47,300. Arkansas, 47,100. Alabama, 46.5, Oklahoma, 46,000, and Mississippi at $45,900. So the range goes from Mississippi at $45,900 all the way up to Hawaii to $112,000. Now, we ain't making that money, and, and that's why we're not making it in this country. And you won't see any politician address those figures during any debate, not a, not a Democrat or a Republican. Because to address those figures would mean you'd have to address that corporate America is not paying workers enough to get by. They are recording record profits, and they are not, not passing them on to their employees. I have always said the math of America does not add up. It does not compute if you were the lost in space robot, it does not compute, Will Robinson. It does not compute. And what are we supposed to do about that? Well, we could demand politicians, demand that corporations pay a living wage according to the state. So in other words, workers in Hawaii, if it costs $112,000 a year to live there, then that's what minimum wage should be. Get it? Minimum wage should be tied to those figures. Ain't that something? Do you think that's ever going to happen? <laughs> I really, do you think that's ever going to happen? See how the math of America just doesn't add up? We'll be right back with so much more, including Matt Seiden. Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Corelcast app free at the app store of your choice now. It is the Corel Cast. I am Corel. Coming up in the next segment, Matt Seiden, he's an addiction and rehabilitation specialist in Georgia, uh, is going to talk to me because, as you know, Monday I said that I've lost a friend to drugs, basically. Uh, and, you know, I thought, well, let's talk about this with a specialist. Also, for those of you wondering, today, Wednesday, I get the results for Ember back. She had two needle aspirates for two masses that they found the one in the neck that I found and the one in the chest that they found. Uh, they think they're fat. They think they're lipomas. It was not her lymph nodes, but they're not sure. They could be mast cell tumors. If they are mast cell tumors, there's an 85% chance they will not be aggressive cancers. They will take them out, and the, can the cancer would be gone. But we don't know that. So I'm waiting to see, A, if it's just fat, B, if it is a mast cell tumor or tumors, is it the aggressive or the non-aggressive kind? 
If it's the non-aggressive, they come out. If they're the aggressive kind, they come out and she goes on chemotherapy. But that's jumping way ahead. The vet seemed pretty assured that it was going to come back fat. So we'll see. We will see. Uh, I'll know later today and I will post it on social media at Really Carell on Instagram. Go follow me there if you do not already. And to my patrons, I will send you a private note uh, as soon as I know because I love you. Even though most of you did not show up on Sunday for the call, uh, we'll try it again in two weeks. Uh, all right. So the number one email that I got on Monday was not really about the show. It was about Joe the Plumber being dead. Now, for those of you that have followed my career, it's even in Wikipedia. My name has been tied to Joe the Plumber because during a break at KGO, as many of you know, John McCain, right before the break, had said, I'm going to take John, um, Joe the Plumber all the way to Washington. And during the break, I said, F Joe the MF Plumber. I hope Joe the MF Plumber drops dead. And that got me fired from KGO and from KNX 1070, even though I didn't say it on KNX. That was, I thought that was so unfair of her. I thought Julie Chin, the, the program director there, I just thought it was so unfair of her to fire me as an entertainment coordinator or reporter for KNX because of something I said on KGO. I just thought it was unfair. Uh, but anyway, they, she didn't ask me. So yesterday or Monday, uh, Joe the plumber died. Joel Wozenbacher, who wasn't really a plumber and who owed $1,000 in back taxes when he was actually talking to Obama about taxes. And, you know, people were like, well, you said he should drop dead, and he did uh, 15 years later. Uh, but I found no joy in it. And, you know, I think that that's the difference between the left and the right. Now, make no mistake, if Donald Trump stroked out today, I would find joy in that. I'd be happy about that. If Mitch McConnell retired today because of that stroke incident he had, I'd be happy about that. There are some people who, if they die, I I'm, I'm, like, I'm not going to hide that I think the world's a better place without them. Joe the Plumber, or Joe Wurzenbach, was a tool, a tool used by the right during a campaign and then left out to dry. You know, he ran for Senate with no support, and the very people that rallied behind him, all the masses, yeah, we're all like Joe the Plumber, yeah, yeah, they didn't vote for him. He lost miserably when he ran for Senate. And then he was just sort of left to obscurity. He tried stand-up for a while. And so the right wing which adopted him as one of their own, also abandoned him after he was of no use to them because that's what they do. And then he sort of faded away into obscurity while I maintained a top 200 podcast throughout the world. Uh, and he died of pancreatic cancer at 49. No one, unless they are pure evil, okay? No one should die at 49 years old, certainly not of pancreatic cancer. So, of course, I find no joy in the fact that Joe the Plumber died because he wasn't a threat. He wasn't a threat to democracy. He wasn't an evil person who was out there doing evil deeds. He was just a tool in an election that tried to grab on to his 15 minutes of fame. If you know me, you know that I wrote an editorial for the Huffington Post right before going on air on KGO about the death of cliché. 
and how we need to stop with the lipstick on a pig and with Joe the plumber and all these cliches that the GOP had latched onto and that we needed to talk about the real issues in the election. I wished Joe the plumber no more death back then than I do now. I do not wish he had really dropped dead, but everyone made it seem that way. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Bill O'Reilly, Michelle Malkin debating on TV whether or not I should be fired, have charges brought against me for my death threat. Wasn't a threat. But whatever. I was a victim of cancel culture before it was cancel culture. I truly was. They canceled me. I got fired at KGO, fired at KNX. I was a pariah. I couldn't get a job in radio. Don Parker, God bless him, at up in San Francisco, put me on the dance station there at night because he thought what had happened to me was wrong. And then Hal Ginsburg put me on KRXA in Monterey. And then GCN picked up my show and syndicated it, and suddenly I was in 45 markets. Then I kept the podcast going at that time, and when I got tired of doing the syndication, I just went three days a week to the podcast. The podcast you hear now, which is again in the top 200 throughout the world, thanks to Canada and Russia, the Netherlands, thanks to the United States, thanks to Ireland. And so on the left, you know, we, we're not evil. You know, even if we try to be, we're not because down deep, we don't want people to die. We don't want people to suffer. We'd like them to go away. We'd like them to shut up. We'd like them to be prosecuted or, you know, criminally prosecuted. But it's not about erasing them. I feel bad for Joe the plumber. I do. I feel badly because he had a wife. Because pancreatic cancer is terrible. My friend Connie went through it of Oscar and Connie. And I watched her for two years just go downhill so fast and in so much pain. Pancreatic cancer is horrifying. We need to do much more research for it. Steve Jobs died of it. It's taken so many people that it shouldn't. It's just a pancreas. Come on. So I feel badly for those that loved him. He's only 49. Andrew died at 34. Nobody should die in their 30s or 40s. They just shouldn't. Or their 60s, by the way. I wished him a long, happy life. Even though I disagree with him politically, we would argue about topics if we ever met, and we probably would not be friends. But I take no joy in his death. And back 15 years ago, I didn't want someone to go kill him the next day. I didn't want him to stand up and drop dead of a heart attack. I wanted the cliche of him. I wanted this useless hyperbole surrounding him. He wasn't a real plumber. He owed the government money. He was not someone they should be coalescing behind and championing, but they did. I didn't understand it, and I just wished it would go away, and I chose the wrong words. I chose the wrong words. I was frustrated. And so now, I don't take joy that he's dead. He was 49 pancreatic cancer, he suffered. And he wasn't that big of a sinner in the grand scheme of things. We just disagreed politically. You see, I believe that we can disagree politically, that we can disagree on social issues and still like each other. I may be alone in that. Because they, on the other side, they don't believe that. 
I do. We can disagree and still care for each other. If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L.com. Don't forget, go to youtube.com forward slash really Carell. That's really K-A-R-E-L dot and, and subscribe and like and start watching those videos. On Instagram, if you don't follow me, go follow me right now on Instagram, Really Carell, R-E-A-L-L-Y-K-A-R-E-L. And if you're not streaming Stronger Together remixes nonstop, please do. I need you. I need those numbers up so the algorithm will get it out there. Not the original Stronger Together, Stronger Together remixes. Please go stream them. So go like and subscribe on YouTube, follow me on Instagram, and then go listen to Stronger Together Remixes. And if you got five extra bucks a month or more, then please subscribe on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Really Carell. All right, many of you know that I mentioned on Monday that over the weekend I felt terribly because I feel like I'm losing a friend to drugs. I feel like he's just slipping right through my hands and someone that I value, someone that I treasure, Uh, someone that I just never want out of my life. I always want this person in my life. And yet, drugs is driving a wedge right between us. The particular drug is ketamine. And it's driving a wedge right between us because of the person he's becoming on it. And I'm not even sure he's aware of the person he's becoming on it. And so I thought instead of just talking to you about it, that I would bring an expert on, and I know someone that is an expert, someone that I lost to drugs back in the early 2000s in Long Beach, who then got his life together, moved to Georgia, left a prosperous career in television, and became an addiction specialist at a clinic, now has a degree in recovery and addiction, and was going to talk to me about this off-air And I said, why don't we do it on air? His name is Matt Seiden, uh, and he is here with us today to talk about what to do if someone in your family, and I consider this person in my, part of my family, if someone in your family is lost to drugs, how can you help them find their way, or can you? His name is Matt Seiden, and he's here with us now. Hey, Matt. Righty. Matt Seiden is joining us. He is, as I said in the intro, a friend of mine, but also an addiction specialist. He deals with this every single day now in his job. He left a very successful career in entertainment as a news anchor and entertainment correspondent and showrunner for some of the biggest shows. Uh, And now he has found his groove uh, in Georgia, uh, where he now helps people get through addiction uh, and their families. We were going to have this conversation off air, uh, and I said, no, 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 let's do it on. Let's do uh, it. So, let's do it. So first of all, he's in his car because they are preparing for the hurricane uh, because yes, it's going to hit are. Georgia. It's gonna, it, Idalia is going to have her, her say in, in uh, Georgia uh, after she it hits Florida, so they're, they're preparing for it there. Uh, but first of all, Matt, hey, thank you for taking the time, but 
Second of all, um, will you marry me? No, that will we'll save that for Absolutely. later. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but number three, um, you know, I don't want to name names because I, they do listen. But someone that I consider family, uh, that yeah. is just the closest person in the world to me, um, I feel like I've lost them to drugs. Whenever I talk to them now, 80% of the time they're high. Uh, I, I don't know if they know that we can tell that they're high, but they're high. Um, they don't care. They, yeah, they they have dropped out from their life. Basically, they're not doing what they normally would be doing. Uh, right. They're not progressing in their career. They're not progressing. They're just, I'm just watching this whole debacle. Uh, and I I hate feeling powerless, but I don't know what to do. We've talked well, about it. We have. There's nothing I've, you can do. I mean, I've begged them. I've said, let's go to rehab. I'll I'll take you. I'll come down. You know, uh, you, you know what? Let what can we do? They've admitted they have a problem. They've said, "Oh, I do need to cut back," and then they never do. It just gets worse. So, as a family member, because I know this is going to resonate with people right. out there that may have alcoholics in the family or other right. opiate addicts, ketamine, whatever the drug of choice might be, what can you do as a family member when you're watching someone unravel? Well, the first thing you can do is be straightforward. You know, and uh, they're going to have to get to a point, and this is unfortunate, where they're going to have to say, okay, um, and I know every, this sounds cliche, you're going to have to get to a point where they hit it, a bottom or an uncomfortable place, and they say, and they probably already have, honestly, uh, you know, they get to a point now where they don't care, they don't want you to know they're messed up or high on something, but as a family member, there's many different roads you can take. I mean, you're always going to want to be supportive. But you're going to have to let them know that you know. And yeah, and that's the hardest call. thing now. He avoids my calls now because he knows that I know that he's high. And yeah. so he doesn't pick up the phone because well, he doesn't want you to ruin. He doesn't want you to ruin his high. You know, right. uh, that's the truth. They don't. They, and it's and it gives them. Are guilt. you saying I'm a buzzkill? <laughs> I think so. I think you could be a buzzkill. But that's not always a bad thing. Keep calling. Keep interrupting. Keep texting. Keep on their ASS, please do, because that will sometimes, for many people, uh, they'll get desperate enough where they'll maybe take you up on help. Unfortunately, that's not everybody. Right. I mean, for his birthday, me and his two oldest friends, he didn't even talk to us. He went out with his drug friends uh, and his drug yeah. friends have, have now become the focus of his world. Let me ask you, when someone is using a drug like ketamine or any other right. drug, uh, and they're using it pretty much daily, if you call right. them at two in the afternoon and they're high already, um, right. is that an addiction that they can beat on their own, or do they actually at that point need help? Well, I'm going to say this. Uh, a, a huge percent of people do just stop on their own. Okay, how long that lasts, I'm not sure the data on that. But the best thing you can do is to get help and to go into a 12-step program or not. There, you don't always have to do a program. However, in my experience and, and where I'm coming from on a daily basis with people I help, you got, a whole, you got a whole line of things, detox. You've got to go through admitting you have the problem. The only way with the drug problem is down, whether it be weed, uh, pills, opiates, K, meth, any of that, you're not going to, people are not going to use kind of randomly or sporadic. It's going to get worse because you're going to have to start upping your 
your dosage. And so, oh, honey, I went from the Norco to the Oxy. Uh, and then I went from four oxy a day to 10, all legally prescribed. Uh, but I finally, and you know, you were my friend through this. I finally saw myself on TV and I was like, you're a mess. Uh, and I quit opiates cold turkey. Uh, you left the situation in Long Beach. You yes, had an issue with substances. You left. You got out of the situation. Exactly. You rehabbed and you haven't looked back since. And now Never. in you really... What's really impressive is you went from being someone that uses to someone that now helps people who use. Uh, yeah, and that, that became that... my calling, uh, you know, because after I left uh, Long Beach in the Calif Southern California, I loved it out there, had a good time. But not only was I changing and I'd, I had got help, I went to rehab, I did everything I needed to do, I crossed my T's, I dotted my I's, I listened, I got friends and family which is so huge so do keep calling this person right keep on their ass please don't give up text them every five hours if you need to they will get tired of it they may block you but you know in your heart you're doing the best thing and all i can say is that i knew you back when i was uh involved with uh crystal meth and drugs it was horrible i went from a good looking guy to this heinous reptile it was awful and, you know, my friends, yourself included, did not let me get away with it. You ripped well, me a new one. Well, every well yes, I, I, I recall ripping you a new one a few times. And I'm glad you did, because <laughs> that helped me. It helped me. Uh, my friends and loved ones never gave up on me. People are looking at me. I'm sitting in my truck. <laughs> Hurricane's coming. But don't give up on them. Keep hitting it. You know, they're, they're only going to go down more. If they get a level head and they can quit, by all means, on their own, do it. But I would always uh, say, please get into a program, a 28-day program, you know, 90 meetings in 90 days, detox. Yeah, but what really bothers me is this person has enough resources to where they don't have to work. Well, um, that's, the, that's, the kind, that's the worst kind. So they're either going to have to have a health issue or start looking like Skeletor or Sasquatch or somebody from a foreign planet uh, before they will do something about it. Well, Trust they have me, lost a hundred and they have lost over a hundred pounds. Um, yeah, I'm so sure that... they look emaciated and like the Crypt Keeper, which is not good. You know, I'm vain, so thank God. Uh, you know that just looking like the Crypt Keeper was a huge motivation for me. And I'll tell you one thing: it takes years to get back to normal years now you and see addicts every day you see people every who every day are there let me ask you how tough is it i know it, you and i are pretty strong-willed we we, yes. we make up our mind we do it you know right but we're kind of the exception how yes, hard is it for people to actually get away from these drugs given the Difficult. times we're in where there's so much stress out there in the world yep. right now economic and political and Absolutely. You know, it. I would. I'd love to be numb. I wish I could do drugs still. Yeah, I'd love now. to be comfortably numb too. But you see where that got me. Uh, and and I'm glad. I like. I tell people every day. I'm glad I went through the experiences I went through. Would I like to repeat it? No, because I might not make it out alive this time. Well, that's I what I'm worried. See, that's what I'm really worried about. I'm worried. Yeah. yeah well, you know, it, it it's up to them, and they know all this. Uh, my biggest uh, point would be to make you got to get away from where you're at. Long Beach, even in a small town like Savannah or Valdosta, Georgia, uh, you can find what you're looking for. An addict is an addict is an addict is going to seek and find. 
And if they have to substitute the K with meth or something else, most of the time they're not just doing one drug. Most of the time they're getting high on something like K or meth and then either drinking, smoking cigarettes, smoking weed to balance it out. They're doing all kinds of stuff. So their brain is just addled. Is that the right word? It's just yes, addled. Yeah, yes, absolutely. It's just, it's just not there. You you know, so interventions do work. And, you know, uh, I thought person, about it. I, I have spoken to another friend of ours and I said, look, maybe we I need to come down and you need to come over. And we need to go over there and we need to just say, you're leaving Probably today. Probably what you're going to have to do if you want, but don't, you may not get the response you want, but in your heart, you'll know what you've done. And uh, is there, let me yeah. ask you this then, is there a point in a family member's life where you have to say, okay, I've, I've tried and tried no. and tried no. and I, and no. I have to just turn away. No, because if you had turned away or my mother had turned away or my family had turned away, I might not have made it out. I just say, keep helping and keep doing what you can do. And you're not monetarily supporting them no. and you don't need to get off their back, but you need to constantly let them know, come on, man, you got to reel this in. You got to take control of yourself. You have a responsibility to yourself, to your family and to this community. We and need you. Know you. Me. You know, I don't make judgments. I mean, I eat 10 oxy no, a day. I, I, used to, I used to drink, you know, Jack. I used to wash my oxy down with Jack Daniels. And, and many, have, of you know, the LG, many of us in our community uh, have been through this. Yeah. It is doable. It is, and, and everybody's different, you know. And I'm like, whoever you're talking about, I didn't need the money. I had money. I didn't have a lot, but I didn't have to work. I could just be merrily messed up and numb all day. You know, um, eventually you start taking little side jobs that you can't do because you're too high. High, yeah. So eventually the money will run. Eventually something's going to happen, uh, and and that could be up to death. Well, and my and which which would kill me. My biggest thing is with him. Us, with with my biggest thing with him is look, I'm 60 now, believe it or not, and you know, yeah. I, and I said I wasted my 40s, you know, on Devin and me, drugs. Me, basically. me too. I went and to I my said, 30s on right, and I said, and you don't get, and years. I keep telling him, you don't get this time back. You no, won't you get not. your 30s back. And if you're going to spend them high in your house every day, you're not going to get that time yeah. back. And it, it 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 goes by so quick. You know, one day you're 30, and the next day you're 50, and then you're 60. I mean, it just yes. it just happens yeah. so fast. And yes, so and your brain may not granted. make. Your brain may will never be the same. You can get a lot of it back, but you give that brain up in your 30s, your 40s, even your 20s, and you saturate it and saturate it and saturate it. And I'm not talking like a weekend going out and having a good time. I'm talking about, well, I am talking about that too. Let's not, let's not let anybody off the hook. Uh, there is no middle ground, you know? So yeah, keep up the badgering and the bothering, you know, uh, do not finance it. Uh, do not do anything like that, uh, you know, but keep up but keep keep it up and it's an annoyance if you care like i do or you do uh i felt the calling after i got clean and sober years after i did uh to find out that this is a good way not only for me to keep myself so stable but it also helps a lot of people it's a peer specialist a peer person somebody that's been through it and can help you get back 
to, to life and, tr and back to what's going on and how you can be productive and as a human being well, again. Well, because you have because much more credibility. Status. You have so much more credibility than, than someone else because you can look at them and say, dude, right. there ain't nothing you have done that I have not done. Right, you know, and I say that a lot, a lot. And even then, when they're coming off or down or trying to get their life back together, they don't want to hear anything. They are, we can be the most difficult people, but, but most people, and I will say this, uh, will get clean, possibly relapse, get clean again, go through that nightmare of a carousel for a little while. And then hopefully if they are lucky, stay that way. Look, you know, I still have a lot of, I still have a lot of pain. Uh, and the other, like more, my neighbor drew, uh, at least five times in five years has said, Oh, here, you know, do you want an oxy? And I no. said, yeah. And I was, and I will say to him, I will say to him, yes, I want one more than, you know, which is why I can't have it, you know? Yeah. And I, that's always my answer. Of course I want one. They work. It's right. a great drug. That's right. why I can't have it. You know, right. I, because, well, because if you for people like you or I, or anybody with a lean in that direction, which is just about most people. Today, you can't take any chances because it's not like doing what we did in 2000 or 2001 or 2004 or five. This stuff is lace. You cannot protect yourself if you do not know what's in these things. It's more of a risk and more of a challenge today than it's ever been. That alone, you would hope, would wake people up. Not only that, you're gonna have, people need to deal with their inner issues. You got to figure out what's causing you to do well, that. That's what, that's what I always say. We don't have a drug problem. We have a happiness problem. Yes, People we have need a, to, uh, to figure out what makes good. them happy without Be the drug. Behavioral health issues. Behavioral health issues uh, have to be addressed. They can't be ignored. There is no stigma anymore on taking uh, an antidepressant or something that the doctor has prescribed you to keep you mentally balanced and getting a proper diagnosis as to what is going on. Because so many of us have things going on, whether it's bipolar, schizophrenia, you name it, right? right? Okay. It's a dual treatment, sometimes poly, sometimes all kind of uh, treatments that have to go on here. Usually doing one drug is not the only thing they're doing. Uh, well, they're and, and, there's, and there's never just one reason why they're doing it. So the message to family members is, A, stay the course. Um, yes. You know, as, as much as you want to just bolt, don't, uh, <laughs> Sorry. you know, stay the, stay the course and, and keep trying, even if they shut you out, even if yeah. they block you, We're let them know that. that, you know, that I'm still here. I still care. And I and still want to help you. A text, smoke <laughs> signals, you know, uh, telepathy, show up at their front door. You can't give up on that. I would say because, and I say this to everybody because nobody gave up on me and that's why I'm here. And right. I'm blessed to be able to help and give back. Uh, it is a cycle. And uh, for deep addicts, you're going to need in treatment. You're not going to be able to slough it off. Uh, you think you can walk away? Maybe you can. I'm going to say go ahead and get yourself into a rehab, into a program, into something where you have accountability. I was I very know, lucky. I had my listeners to be accounted to. I went through detox yes. on air and, and I had to keep doing a show and I let them yeah. know I'm in day 12 right. of detox or whatever. Right. And so I had hundreds of thousands of people following my progress. And yes, so I felt perfect. like I couldn't fail. I like, yes, I can't you, go back you got on air all bleary eyed and 
Lauren, they're going to know. That's why I say it's so good to have somebody to be accountable for. If you can be account that accountability for somebody that is using that will that will do this. Say, I need to hear from you by three o'clock. If I don't hear from you by three o'clock, by four or five, I'm coming over or I'm going to call you again. I need to know where you are until we get this under control. And when we do, I'd like to still hear from you around three o'clock. Accountability is a huge thing. These people have made it, we, when we're in active use, have made it so possible for us to go under the radar for so long. But as you've learned with this person is that you know now. And yeah, you can I mean, tell. I, can, I hate it. I hate that I, I, I did something that I hated to do, but the other day we were talking and the conversation, their voice and their slurred speech and their lack of being able to stay on topic, I recorded it and I recorded Good. it. So one day I can play it back to them when they're sober and yes. say, this is how you sound when you're high. You're not and fooling if this, anybody. If it's the only thing you can do as a last resort while they're high, do it. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, if I don't just need have... you to know that we all know that, you yeah. know, this is how you sound. We yeah. know, yeah. you know, what is going. I haven't played him for it yet, but I, I will. No, right. don't, don't Matt... unless you have to. And that's your right. last chance. We don't right. want to harpoon them and bring them to a point of feeling so awful about everything. But we do want them to know you can even verbalize that. Hey, you know what? I know. Right. I know what you're doing and I'm not judging you. I care about you. You're going to ruin yourself. All those good things that make you you, you're going to mess that up so badly that when this is all over, you're going to have to reinvent that. Right. And that's and, happened. And, you know, that, that, that's how it happened. It, it, all the things that made him him are gone. And Yes. And, and well, they're on hiatus or they've been put away on a bookshelf uh, somewhere until they can be accessed again. And when you go back to access them, you know this and I know that. You're 10 years older, you look different, you think different, your self-esteem has plummeted to where it's never been before. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's a thing that needs to be addressed immediately. Please do not give up on your friend. Uh, and, um, you know, you might want to, if you have uh, friends that can also be involved in this, then do. Definitely. Yeah, uh, and we do. Luckily, there are. All right. Well, you stay safe for the, for the uh, Idalia. Do not get blown away. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, and, and keep your mom safe and your dogs. Uh, Absolutely. Keep them a little bear bear and everybody. Keep them all safe. Absolutely. Uh, and thank you for joining me today. And thanks for the work that you My do pleasure. in Georgia to help other uh, addicts uh, come to grips and to get over it and get through it as best they can. We're all on a journey. Uh, we all yes, take sure. detours, but you help people get back on the main path. And that's that's really an important job. So thank you well, so thank much you. for joining us today. Matt Sidens, an addiction specialist out of Georgia. Uh, hopefully you'll never need his services. Uh, but if you do, he's one that can get you through it. I am Carell. You be who you want to be so long. It didn't hurt anybody. We will see you all on Friday, where we'll be talking about the aftermath of what happened in Florida and Georgia and beyond, as well as some entertainment news, keeping it light for the weekend. Until then, stay safe. Hey, it's Carell. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash reallycorel. That's youtube.com forward slash reallycorel for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons of Patreon. 
Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash really That's patreon.com forward slash really My website is really and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, really Corel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.